All right, yo, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us today. Episode 146 with Micah Yeager. Uh, sorry for the little bit of delay if you're watching live, but shit happens. This is live streaming. It's real life. But we're here. Thank you all for watching and being all patient. We got a full house tonight in the live chat. How are you doing tonight, Billy? I'm good. <laughs> we're good. My we're microphone good. isn't working, so I'm like a little pissed off, but I'm cool. How the you people doing, can bro? still we hear you. Forever. The, yeah. What's up? <laughs> the people can still hear your beautiful voice, so I think they're still happy about that. Um, <laughs> but today's going to be a good show. We got a very, very interesting special guest today that we've been wanting to have on for a while, so we're happy to do it finally. Yeah, yeah, we got a special guest on. I'm stoked. I've been wanting to get Mike on for a while. Um, it's been, you know, he might mention how it's been a bit tough coordinating, you know, with schedules and everything, but. We're finally figuring it out. Someone's asking me in the group chat when the white Nazareth drops. Man, this is, this is about Micah. <laughs> it's about Micah, man. When do they drop, though? What? <laughs> <laughs> now, like two, two and a half or three months, something like that. Maybe two and a half. We'll see. Okay. Um, soon. But thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I appreciate the interest. Um, I'm going to get started real quick on a quick intro. Um, if you don't follow us on all of our social media platforms, please do. We have a Facebook. If you like what you're watching, you can go to the Facebook, hit the like button. We have an Instagram. You can follow us on there. If you uh, want to follow us on our video feed, we have a YouTube. You can hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so you get a ding anytime that we have an episode going. We have a iTunes. If you want to listen, just audio. I think they have video on there too now. I couldn't tell you. I only watch on YouTube. But you want to watch us on iTunes uh, and you like what you're hearing, Please give us a five-star rating. Give us, give us a review. It's going to boost us up. You know, obviously all the skateboard entities are going to try to hold us down. You know, your Jason Ellis's of the world, your Tony Hawk's <laughs> of the world, your fucking chumps. But fuck that. We out here. Follow us anyway. Give us a nice boost and a review and a rating. And we also have a Patreon. You can be a Patreon, become a member of our Patreon community for as little as $3 a month. When you become a member of our Patreon community, you have automatic access to behind-the-scenes stuff. We have inside-outs. Those are our trick tips. We do section reviews with our guests. We're going to do some section reviews with our guests on, from this episode. We did some with Rob Thompson last week. It was fantastic. And it's kind of like an extension of the podcast. And we have other things, three pieces, things like that we haven't really got into in a while. I've been having a really bad knee injury and haven't been able to make any. So hopefully I could do some of that soon. But uh, other than that, Austin's been holding me down. So thank you, Austin, for that. And um, yeah, you know, support us, man. We're coming up on our fifth year. And uh, all kinds of things are changing at Jump Street. So if you would like to support us, we would appreciate it. We're almost five years old. That's crazy that it's been five years already. And uh, thank you all for supporting us. In the meantime, let's give a shout out quickly to our new Patreon supporters this month. We have Mark Graham, Matthew Green, Tim Parker, Michael Garcia, Robbie Brown, Brian Bradford, The Albez, and Stuart Game. Thank you all for joining our Patreon. And every month we do a supporter giveaway with everybody who supports us, no matter how much you um, donate in the Patreon. Why can't I find the wheel? Wheel, wheel, wheel. Where is the wheel? Here we go. Boom. So we put all your names into this lovely wheel here. Spin it and you get to win one of whatever you want from our online store, whether it be a t-shirt, a hat, a mug, whatever you want. And this week's or this month's winner is, what does that say? I can't see it. 
Kan du säga Shit. 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 Okay. We'll hit you up. Uh, thank you for supporting so you could win with a, one of whatever you want. And we'll ship it out to you from our online store. Thank you so much for supporting us. And we have a WTF this week brought to us by Patreon supporter, the Albez, new Patreon supporter. Um, this WTF is, I didn't show you this yet, Billy. Felicia Sturgeon, a.k.a. Free Fall Fish on Instagram. Have you seen this before? any uh, chance look how crazy this is <laughs> she is straight up i don't know what building or city this is she's straight up base jumping with skates on and she's doing like flat spin stale 540s misty flips off a building in the middle of a city this looks so insane i feel like this is something that you might do billy because you've been skydiving and shit before i mean that's something i've been wanting to do forever you know you see like obviously like all like the rich ass skateboarders like Danny Way like do it like off like the freaking Great Wall of China and freaking they're like you know launch the grind to like base drop into like the Grand Canyon. Did you see that one? I did not see that one. That's insane. You didn't see that? Some no. dude like launch and base drop into the Grand Canyon. I've always wanted to do that on blades, man. That that seems fun. Where is this? I want to go here and do this. Yeah, I don't know. I only like glanced quickly at her profile just to see like if this is what she does. I guess she's like a base jumper, but this is crazy. <laughs> that looks so fun. I love that. Even though like I probably would never do this, that looks so fun to do. But taking I, front foot, you would never do that. I don't know. I've never been skydiving or anything like bungee jumping, nothing like that. It's not really my thing. Um, no, what do you mean? You gotta, it's, it's, you gotta try it, man. <laughs> what do you mean? If the opportunity gotta, comes, if the opportunity comes up where I get to do something like this, and we're like all with the homies in whatever city this is, and they're sending people off this building with parachutes and skates, and I know I'm not gonna die, I'll do it. Only if you do it too, though, Billy. Yo, a fakey front flip would be sick on that. I think. Any, anything would be sick on no, that. No, but fakey front flip. Think about how sick that would be. Yeah, that would definitely feel a lot better than like a gainer or something like that. Hell yeah. yeah Let us know yeah, in the comments like the if you're into one. that. <laughs> Let us know in yeah. the comments if you're into that, if you want to do that. But shout out to Free Fall Fish for that crazy, insane, and unique WTF this week. Hell yeah. Yeah, so, so someone said in the chat, call Red Bull. You seen that thing Red Bull did off with the freaking... Hot air balloon? What was it? Um, it was a hot air balloon. Yeah, the bowl hanging from the bottom of the hot air balloon and... Uh, it was a biker, right? BMXer or something like that? Yeah. Did like a stall to like a peg stall. I guess it would be the equivalent yeah. of like a fish brain stall on rollerblades. But that was insane. No no tether, right? Or harness or anything like that. No, he, he had like a, um, like, a, like a parachute on. Oh, a parachute. Okay. So that's still, that's still pretty crazy. <laughs> that's not so crazy. But it's just hilarious. Like Red Bull is hilarious. Like they're just like so... Yeah. It's almost like a parody. They're such like a they're like a cartoon, like the, yeah. like the Red Bull. They're like, yo, let's put like a freaking bowl on like a hot air balloon. Like the amount of like money they have to blow on stupid shit is just hilarious to me. Red Bull but, is like um, this your super like rich friend who just like grew up with money from their parents and just spends it on stupid shit. And like the next week yeah. they just show up with some like a new car, new BMW. Like, are you crazy right now? And uh, that's Red Bull, pretty much. With all their budget. I'm shocked that even one person buys Red Bull. That shit is garbage. Like the fact that, and it just messes up your stomach. It's so bad for you. And they're making, there's only so many of those that they can do that. Hey, man, I cannot knock the hustle. Respect. 
I actually like Red Bull. I prefer Monster, but I, I do like Red Bull. <laughs> it's not good for you, man. You put it on oh, a no, car. It's, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. It's all that, all that shit's horrible for you. But, yeah, put my, put my older brother in the hospital. He had to stop drinking it. Yeah, I had a friend whose wife was a nurse. He was drinking like nurse. three a day, and then like it was tearing up the lining of his stomach. So he was like, don't sue me, Red Bull. But Three I mean, a day like, is crazy. Three, three a day is a lot, but he was like construction worker and just like, you know, doing that instead of coffee and just then five years of that, he was messed up. Anyway, oh, diabetes too. But yeah, <laughs> let's keep it moving with our show. Um, <laughs> we do want to give a quick mention to uh, one of our brothers who we lost the last uh, few days, Ben Weiss. Uh, if anybody you know knows anything about skating in the last like couple of decades or so, if you've been to any, especially uh, like big contests in the the states over the last few years, you know who Ben Weiss is. Uh, always a, a wild guy throwing down hammers, left his mark on anybody who met him. Um, but we're sorry to hear about his loss uh, a few days ago. So wanted to make sure that you know his family and friends and everybody are doing well and. We're going to miss, we're going to miss Ben. Yeah, this was, uh, you know, a big one. You know, Ben was always like such a huge part of the community, specifically like in the contest areas, like the bitter colds, like in, in from like, you know, the Midwest and just been around forever. I think he's like part of that era that saw like, you know, um, blading go from like this thing that was like on MTV and like in like feature films, like he's from like that era. And then like going through the downfall when like blading became like not only unpopular, but like this like almost like blacklisted from everything. Mm -hmm. And I think like people from that generation who like stuck with it because like after it become became unpopular, like it so we lost so many people who were participating in it like so many people just bailed and like it was just so sick to see ben like stick around and like be a part of it like despite it like i just like really loved um the community and loved, loved blading and you could tell by the way he skated like the stuff he had like them apples that trick right there that was yeah. in long beach was amazing and he had just like such a different approach it was kind of like not the zeitgeist of what was happening uh, in that time, he was kind of like party boy stunt blader, like falls to the wall kind of dude. And when blading was going through like all different kinds of identity changes and things like that, he kind of just stayed. Wow, that's crazy. That's in Laguna Beach. Wow, I didn't even know he did that. Um, yeah, so huge shout out. I, I saw him at the last bitter cold, you know. Um, and I know he was going through a lot of stuff like the last few years of his life. Like, you know, anyone who knew him for the whole time was able to recognize he was going through some like tough things in life. But, um, you know, still the guy's a legend and just, you know, a lot of love, big love to, to Ben, to Ben Weiss, you know, RIP. And, and I think it's important to keep, keep these guys in mind. You know, yeah. like not forget these, these dudes. Yeah, definitely. Ben Weiss will definitely live on. The Ben Weiss show will definitely live on at every contest. Uh, I hope somebody does some contest coming up, does like a Ben Weiss show kind of tribute or award or something like that. He was always the guy trying to do the biggest shit at uh, any contest. So the Ben Weiss show will live on. We're going to miss you, buddy. Much love to your friends and family. Rollerblading community is feeling it right now, but always be remembered yeah, yeah. and I, shout out to blade life tv because blade life tv 
were putting some posts on. I think that that's kind of like the thing that's a little weird for me. Like, um, I feel like you know, like you know, you know, people from back in the day knew Daily Bread was like a centralized area where you could like find all of your blading news, and it's not so much centralized anymore. There are all these like different areas where you get your blade information from. There's like Instagrams and YouTube channels. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I don't know. I just I I felt. Um, I was like, I feel like this isn't being said as as much. Like, I didn't feel like many people were saying too much about Ben's thing. Like, many people even knew. So, yeah. R.I.P. Ben. Who's the man? Roland Priest, brother. Um, all right, everybody. I guess we'll keep it moving with the show. Let's get our guest in here, our very special guest. Everybody, please welcome Micah Yeager. There he is. Thank you for patiently waiting during our, our intro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was long. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, he didn't, he, and, you know, I didn't know him very well, but um, yeah, it's never good to lose someone, of course. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He, he was from like I think like when when you were in your heyday, he was around for sure. He's like one yeah. of the older guys. Yeah, uh, I think he was there whenever. Um, like Elliot and Mac McMeans were like, we want you to ride for Razors. I think he was standing right there. So. Oh, damn. Damn, we got to get into that. We have so much to get into uh, with your history. But thank you for taking the time to join us today. We've been trying to do this for a while, you and I. We're playing a bit of a game of phone tag going back and forth. But glad we were both finally able to find the time where you were available to talk and we were able to get it done. Um, you know, it can be tough with schedules as you get older. But super happy to have you on. Um well, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the show. If I could guess, I would say you probably only caught a couple at best, based on yeah. how I know you. Charles <laughs> yeah. and Rob. <laughs> yeah. But um, a lot of the time we like to just start off with someone's like introduction into like maybe the beginning of their life and also how like that uh, played into their, their beginning or introduction to rollerblading. So I remember meeting you back in the day at uh, Eisenberg Skate Park when I was 16 years old, like very long time ago. Um, and I was, I remember I went back to New York just before you had any sections out and I was like, this guy Micah is so good. And I was like, watch, you're going to hear about this guy. And, you know, sure enough, years later, I mean, a year or two later, you were like having sections and blowing up. And I was like, see, I told you this guy Micah. Um, so how did you get into rollerblading? What was your introduction story and how did you get introduced to it? Well, I mean, where I grew up was like the end of the railroad, you know, if you look up Port Lavaca on the map um but i got into skateboarding first you know i've always skateboarded um my brother's best friend aaron ochoa started skateboarding and my brother started skateboarding so i got into that and i was skateboarding for a couple of years and then um a friend of mine moved back into town uh by the name of jonathan hobazal um and then with me and a friend of mine named michael garcia were skating some spot in my hometown and he comes skating up and he has tarmax you know so um i was just like oh what are you doing jonathan he's like i'm rollerblading i was like yeah but what do you mean you know and um <laughs> so then i just went to his house one day and i tried him on and well i tried it was kind of rainy so he made me try on blade runners or something um, and i did like a, a sole on the front side the first day um, i was like oh this is fun <laughs> first day sole on the front side and already yeah damn billy was right about you <laughs> like righty soul lefty front side you know 
Yeah, that's pretty impressive for the first day. I definitely wasn't grinding on my first day. I think most people weren't. Yeah, and it was one of those those skates without a sole too. So I was like, oh, I, I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I, um, you know, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say just to touch base. Like, I don't think a lot of people know where Port Lavaca is. Like, um, I I originally thought you were from Corpus Christi, which is in and of itself a bit like you know. For us as like city people, like not close to like a big city, but you're even like further out from there, right? Well, like if you look at the Texas coastline, um, basically I'm from right in the mid, what, where's the middle of my hand? This backwards camera <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, right in the middle. Like if you go more um, southwest, like an hour and 10 minutes, hour 20 minutes, then you hit Corpus. And then if you go uh, northeast along the coastline, you hit the Houston area in like two and a half hours. So it's like in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the biggest hand on town is the seven stair. Okay. So it's, it's like, like small, small town stuff a little bit. Oh yeah. First national bank, um, literally, and it's all tile. So if you, y'all know humidity, East coast, um, you can't skate it all the time and it's aluminum and it's right on the corner of the highway and the, a rich family in town owns it. So the cops are always there. It's yeah. So. Oh, sounds perfect. Yeah, I actually <laughs> got a ticket once because I used to be best friends with uh, the cop, the police officer's son. So, like Brady was taking pictures. We were taking pictures there. Brady Fontenot, who did Life Plus Two, my section in there. Oh, nice. So, so you were still living down there when you did the Life Plus Two section. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I just graduated high school, um, so I just hadn't even ventured out yet, and all of a sudden I'm filming for life plus, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't date in what, three and a half years, four years. Wait, you were skating yeah, three really? and a half, four years when you did the life plus section. Yeah. Get out of here. That's like, that was one of my favorite sections back in the day. And you were only skating for three and a half, four years. Jeez. I started in 97, started filming it in two, early 2001. So yeah. about four years. Yeah. There you go. That's so crazy to think about well, now. You know, I mean, it was kind of natural. I don't know. It was weird. Like, I mean, it was a three stair, but I did my first handrail in my first month, you know, of skating. Yeah, that's still wild, even though it is a three stair. Still, that's like really fast progress. Yeah, I did three tricks, too. Back (laughs) slide, and unity. I'm surprised you didn't make an edit your first month. Oh, no one had (laughs) camera. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, like nice. Yeah, so then your, your town was like in the middle of nowhere. Where was like the next biggest place that you would go to skate and meet up with people then? Like, because you eventually had to venture out of your own town. Yeah, um, we would go. Victoria is like 30 minutes north. Um, it's a town. Like, my town's like 12,000 people. Victoria is like 60,000 people. Um, and there were some rollerbladers there. I mean, I had a good crew, and I'd go to even a smaller town to skate, actually, called Porter Connor. Um, and it's down on the down on the peninsula where I'm from in the county, and it was only a town of two thousand people. Cool. But my friend Zach had basically like a skate park, and Zach Geisel and his brother Jesse, rest in peace. He was a rollerblader. My friend Cole Mont, rest in peace. Um, Ralph Weathersby, and yeah, and me. And so that was my first real crew, Porter Connor. But we'd go to Victoria, which they had some handrails and ledges and. 
that's where I met some older uh, rollerbladers, like a student named Limbo Wright, his cousin Nate, um, Chris Robbins. Um, and they kind of took me around, like they would drive me out to Corpus if they go skated downtown Corpus, because they actually had handrails and such. Um, but yeah, I, um, I remember telling them, because uh, that's when Josh Petty was coming out, or like really gaining momentum and I was I liked his stiff leg style you know I was like oh that's cool and uh, I showed them I was like yeah check out this dude and they're like nah man that ain't cool you know they were all doing wheelbarrows and still wearing the senate pants and all that stuff like those, those prison pants that they had you know the prison pants the, the ultra wides yeah. or something else yeah, ultra-wides, yeah they got the prison stripe down the side yeah 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 those things are those things were badass at the time oh yeah but this is 1997 that was Last year, all news. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all news. <laughs> yeah, so I'm yeah, glad I, I started. Was, so. Now, I, I was curious to, to to know that because you said you started skateboarding, and I think you said your life plus section was like three and a half, four years in the skating, and you had like a very unique dressing style at that time. Like you know, blading. I think at the time when it comes to fashion, was only able to do one thing at a time. You know, we did like the the jinko thing and chain wallet, and then it went to like this like hip hop cargo pants like uh, Josh Petty kind of idea of style but you kind of were like one of the original people who didn't do that so where, where did that come from did that come from like skateboarding influence or like local where you were from or friends or what no it was, I mean basically me and my brother Keenan were always like rock and roll kids music kids you know punk kids whatever you'd call us you know um, like I remember my brother <clears throat> He told me, hey, there's this, I was like 10 years old. He's like, hey, there's this guy. He's like a punk Elvis. You got to get his band, you know, Misfits. So I got a Misfits cassette. Um, he got this punk rock compilation that was like called Punk Rock Volume 3 or something. But it had like, I remember it had Stranded. I'm Stranded by the Saints and um, Blank Generation by Richard Oi And a couple other songs on there too. But we were always like you know deep searching for music and really got us what really got us started i think was the um that guns and roses cover album spaghetti incident because they covered like a lot of punk song like, punk songs um like a johnny thunder song and yeah so we just looked at who was you know who wrote the songs or who, who they covered you know and went from there i mean i when you're a kid, you dress like what you think, you know, like if you're a skater, you're like, oh, skaters are supposed to wear this, you know, functionality, you think it applies. But then one day you just kind of take a step back and you're like, no, that, that isn't comfortable, I guess, you know, for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame it. Um, but yeah, my brother, my brother's probably been my biggest influence in skating in general, like skateboarding, rollerblading, whatever. So he's always, he's skate older skateboarder dude. He was sponsored, so he was flow for like America and I think Volcom back in the day. It's pretty impressive. I feel like skating <laughs> didn't, yeah, skating didn't have like much of a cultural impact like within itself, within itself, because like after the '90s, like stuff like Senate and like a lot of big clothing brands kind of died out, and even now there's not really many, if any, clothing brands in skating. So it's just like whatever we're inspired by outside of our sport that we dress like, I guess. I remember when there was like 2000 t-shirt companies. Do you all remember that? Yeah, that was like the mid 2000s. Definitely. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, well, 
And it's funny because, you know, overhead is soft goods. Is, you know, it's like, I mean, that's where you make all your money anyway. So it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or more money. So, anyway. so was, was music always like a big part, play, played a big part in like your um, style thereafter? Like once you like kind of broke out of like the uniform with like uh, your inspiration mainly from like that and music. And I know you, you play, you kind of play. I don't know if it was like from back then too. Did you play back then? Well, I I didn't like. I messed around with it. Like I didn't own my own guitar. It bugged me. Um, my brother played guitar. All my friends played guitar. Um, like back from back home, um, or bass or drums, you know. But um, I would just mess with their their gear, you know. Um, whenever we we're just hanging out, and then whenever I got a little older, you know, it, it just kind of started making me mad. I didn't have my own guitar, so I just, you know. I, like I needed to get a guitar. So. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, now that's what I, I do. Yeah. I mean, the, the the reason why I ask is because I I think you were in terms of like I think you were a bit of a trailblazer within like rollerblading, uh, in terms of like leading people or like opening the door to like a lot of people to like show a new style. Like because like I said, like I think rollerblading was only able to do one thing at a time until like people like you came around people like you know charles and then yeah. ollie short like i think um had a I'd big contribution mainly, probably mainly i mean probably but in my opinion mainly or me and charles you know like it's we're kind of opposite into the same kind of thing opposite end of the spectrum you know yeah. it was just kind of a more i don't know how you put it more modern way of skating in a sense you know in style yeah trick vocabulary and just spots in general. It was just a all around, I don't know, just a, yeah, different. I mean, what can you, I mean, it, it, you know, it's hard to talk about yourself in that kind of, those kind of terms, but I mean, everyone tells me this anyway, so. <laughs> well, it was like uh, normal yeah. to you, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's, even with how I got sponsored and all that stuff, it's just, uh, you know, it's just people over and over basically going, hey, you, you know, you're doing something different. You know, you really are. So mm -hmm. yeah. might as well accept. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's true because, like, was was the Life Plus your first section, Life Plus 2? Yeah. So, like, like that, that one, that, that's kind of what I mean. Like, not only was, like, a, at a different dress style, but like you said, like, it was, like, um, I think it was at the time where there was like a lot of just handrails and blading gaps and like you were coming and it makes sense that you say you skateboarded first because that section is incorporated what a lot of people are kind of trying to do now. Like, you know, in terms of with like the toe rolls, the alley peel rolls, there were like a ton of unorthodox tricks in there, like different negative style tricks in there, like just like a wide variety of things that were kind of like taboo or like faux pas like back in the day or, or at the minimum not really explored but yeah oh yeah yeah no no exactly but i think like like people like uh well me and charles like those kind of tricks we made them look normal you know like they looked like like it was supposed to be in the section rather than like hokey or novel you know Definitely. Mm -hmm. um it's weird to talk about rollerblading like this but um but yeah it was yeah it was um I'd, I'd say me and Charles during that time were, you know, and people, you could obviously see the trail of influence after the fact. I mean, a lot of 
some pro skaters changed the way they skate after that. So that's. Yeah, so what, yeah. what other inspiration did you have from there? Because you talked about Josh Petty. It seems like Josh Petty was like one of your first like influences through skating, but it seems that since the Life Plus was only three, four years after you started skating, like it transitioned a, a lot into your what your style actually became. Yeah, I, li- I mean, I like I like everyone. I liked a lot of skaters. Um, um, the first thing that really took my attention, I remember my friend, had, I can't remember if it was Team Paradise or Inline Skater Magazine, and on the back was a Rosie's ad with uh, Roadhouse, and he was fit, like 15 and pro, and I was like, oh, wait, you could be young and pro in this you know like i was like that's pretty interesting you know you don't see that anywhere and actually be good you know considered good mm-hmm. um and you know i liked how randy skated i mean it was just i don't know just kind of stock you know what i mean um not in a bad way like i don't know how to textbook it. yeah 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 um but also i like people like leovanos um Matt Andrews, um, John Elliott. I liked how he skated too, of course. Um, Charles, um, but I didn't. I didn't. I, I. I'm still the same with um, like even playing guitar and stuff. I can't like just play like someone, or I can't skate like someone. I don't tr- even try. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's like, that's a cool pers- that's a cool perspective, um, and. And I'm sorry to cut you off because I know you're in the middle of, of explaining it, but I kind of wanted to grow on it. Like, yeah. w- was there any, like you said, you can't try to skate like anyone else. You got to skate like you. Was there any like trepidation, like when you were first like about to introduce like these clips to the community because like there was this blading standard and you were kind of doing something that was a bit different at the time uh, with your wow. spot selection and your trick selection and, and your clothing selection. Was there any like? Uh, I don't know, or like, how did, how, was there any like anything like that? No, like from other people or within? From you, from you. Oh, um, no, not at all. I mean, if you don't like it, I don't give a shit. You know? <laughs> I've really always good. been that kind of guy. Me, you know, me and my brother grew up uh, like in an all Mexican neighborhood, so it's like you got to get tough skin, or thick skin, you know, you got to toughen up. Anyway. Yeah. Like, what, what, I guess the question is like, like, you know, people not under not getting what you're doing, or just, you know, being ignorant to it. Like, I mean, what does that even matter? Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, don't know, I mean, oh, I had like, from the pros. I didn't like who, who gives a shit. You know, it's like okay, yeah. well, you know, well, Drew Backrack called. Brady Fontenot on the phone to get a section from me, so I must be doing something right. Yeah. Yep. And John and that, one of ground control and razors. I mean, not too mild so the, horn. No, so that, that like I'm, I was actually curious to get into that, like how, how the Life Plus thing kind of happened, you know. So like for those who don't know, Life Plus was like a video series, like that kind of came after Daily Bread, that was similar to that Daily Bread. That had uh, four people, main content producer for it. Drew Backrack was one, James Reedsky, um, B3000, I think. And was it Corey Casey? Yeah. 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 And uh, so, so, yeah, how did the whole Life Plus Two thing come to be? Well, yeah, I was filming for a video. Well, not really filming for it, actually. Brady was like, I wanted you to do a section. But um, yeah, I was 
I met up with Brady and we filmed some for a video called Substance. Um, Matt Nichols had a section, um, Rob Thompson, and then all throughout like Southern skaters, Louisiana through Mississippi, um, on up to Alabama. And I just had some clips in there and like, literally it was just out of the blue one day. He's like, Hey, uh, Micah, they want you to do a section for life plus. And you know, life plus was like the hip new DVD, you know, like you were automatically made in a sense, you know, like, like the mafia kind. So, um, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I, I don't know how to do that, but you know, <laughs> we'll just go film, you know? So it was about like three or four extended weekends, you know? So maybe 16 days of film, something, 12 days. I don't know. But so we went to Austin, um, New Orleans, Jackson, Mississippi and Birmingham that's whenever I started hanging out with Charles too and all the um, rejects or what would become rejects dudes, you know? Um, but yeah, it was just out, you know, it was like rookie of the year. It was like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in this video. I remember USD had a, like a stop in Corpus Christi at some skate shop down there. And I went down there and like, I, I think it was Louie and Randy were already, Oh, you're that Micah kid we've heard about you or something like that. And I was like, what? Like, like I hadn't even filmed it yet. It was, you know, or it was in the middle. So, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of thrown into the fire, you know, of the industry kind of like, it was, it was interesting, you know? Damn, that probably felt so good having like Louie and Randy come up to you, like to, to tell you that. Did that I don't section? Know if they came up to me. I, I don't know if I was like, hey, I'm Micah. And they're like, oh, I heard that name you know, or something like that, you know what I mean? But I remember they're familiar with my name and they knew of a up and comer or something like that. I was like, oh, that's, you know, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's flattering as hell. Usually like you're in videos here and there and you get flow somewhere and then all of a sudden you get a checkout type thing and daily bread or something like that, you know, but no, it's like zero to a hundred, you know what I mean? It's, It's pretty wild. So did that Life Plus section open up your door, daughter, like being sponsored? Like, what was your first sponsor? How that happened? I know you have a lot of crazy stories about your sponsors that you've had. Well, no, I mean, before that, I wrote for that, um, me, Rob Thompson, actually, that mechanism company. I've known Rob oh, yeah. since, we can't remember. It's either 1998, I think it was 98, like Miss New Orleans or something like that. Um, but, um, but yeah. But I hadn't even filmed the life. I mean, I hadn't finished the life plus section yet. And I think they were just watch, they were just watching me skate hoedown 2001. And they were like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, he can't, he is doing what, you know, we, we were uh, the, I don't know how to explain it. You know, he is doing that wild stuff that we saw in the video or not wild, but different, you know? Um, yeah. Cause then it was like, it was all over and we were on that, you know, that corner bowl where the, foam pit used to be or whatever yeah eisenberg's um, yeah and it was him mac mcmeans and like i said earlier like i remember ben uh being over there too because i think yeah he wrote for razors at that time but mm-hmm. yeah mac on were like yeah we want you to ride for razors and ground control or john and john said ground control john was a big supporter of me and then um they were like we're gonna mail you some skates we want them in the life plus section right away and i was like ah, i can't do that dude you know, and they're like, what? <laughs> and I was like, 
yeah, it's going to take me too long to get used to those things. I, I, I don't like those skates. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get used to them after, though. And they're just like, who the fuck is this dude? You know? Kind of thing. <laughs> but, but I was just being honest, you know? Like, I mean, it took me a while to get used to it. I don't. I never liked those skates. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah, they just didn't fit me right. You know what I mean? And like, they weren't. I mean, I, I always loved Solomon's. Like honestly, and, like once you have that comfort, and then you go to a flat boot or what do they call it now, cold boot. You know, you're just like, oh, these these are old school. You know what I mean? They just. Mm-hmm. But, but I got used to them, and then I hated Genesis's even more. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, asked, so, I, remember, yeah, I was like can i just skate the old ones <laughs> y'all could make two different ones you know like and he was like no we're going to the new boot and i was like shit okay but, was um you know th- thinking about you skating the razors I, like i don't know why but the, the first trick that comes into my mind is like the ali negative acid that you were doing on that like rusty rail that you had to like saw off oh it yeah, got, yeah. It, got, it, it got me to thinking like it seems like spots, like spot selection for you was like always like a very, like the spots you skated were always so different from what everyone else was skating at the time. And like just how you went about your skating was like, was spot selection like a big part of what you were doing or were you just skating what like was like near to you in uh, Port Lavaca? Yeah, no, that spot was actually in Jackson, outside Jackson, okay. Mississippi. Um, but no, I mean, if I, if I liked the spot, I'd film on it. Like, I, I was terrible at filming. Like I hated filming. Um, so like I'd rather document a time period, you know, back then for me, it was more about like, like, it, uh, I mean, it wasn't spot selection. I mean, but certain tricks, if I wanted to do them, you know, you'd, it'd require a certain spot, you know, um, or a certain type of handrail or ledge or this or that. But, um, I was more concerned with how I wanted my, body to look in tricks you know i was always that like you know i thought this made you look cool if you did the torque this way or you did this trick that way um and some tricks i just like i didn't think people made them look cool and i i thought i could you know like negatives and toe rolls and stuff like that you know i just thought they could be standard tricks why are they considered novelty that's true. Yeah, it's like not too common. There's not many people out there, at least in my opinion, that make negatives and like toe rolls and stuff look good. I think the control is like the most part about it. But when you're like a great skater, just as far as just skating alone, uh, you could do those tricks really well, especially the rolling ones. And you were one of the people that pulled that off really well, too. No, yeah, thanks. Uh, it was just, I don't know. Um, you can't really intellectualize it. So, <laughs> you know, this <laughs> But, but I, I think I think when things like like you said like it, it shouldn't be novel, but at the time it really was like a lot of those tricks that you were oh, doing. Yeah. And I think when they are novel, then it's like you don't understand what's happening because you haven't like experienced it. Like for example, like when if when everyone's trying True Mizu when True Sense first come out or True Machio, you you know what it is. But when you're wa- watching like an Ali, you know Ali pure roll like 180 Ali pure roll to forward like. For me, like the trick kind of just, I saw it, I was like, oh, that's cool. And it kind of just passed. And then, like, years later, I was trying it. And I was like, wow, this is actually, like, much harder than, like, when you put it into practice. Like, 
So I think I think a lot of that might have happened with your skating because you were doing like a lot of new things that people weren't doing. And then years later, when people came around to trying those tricks, they were like, whoa, these are like some real tough maneuvers, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, people didn't get it, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, just, I was definitely one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it is different. But but it all in the same. It's like, um, but I mean, I just thought. I mean, me and my brother talked about stuff a lot. You know, it's just like, why not? You know, you can make it look cool. Um, I mean, some people can. Some people look like they're running from bees. You know, but all right. <laughs> that was the best fun. description of a, a toe roll or a heel roll that I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but hey. Um, you got to get there, I guess. I don't know. And then I got bored of them. You know, you see me just stop. Like, so I was like yeah. that too, on or off. Like, same with filming. Same with anything, actually. You know, I quit skateboarding one day and only rollerblade. Quit rollerblading and only skateboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did Did your brother? Because you mentioned your brother a few times. You said he was sponsored by like America and some other companies. He, did he blade with you too? No, no, but one day he did put on my skate, uh, skates one night at a, when we were skating and he said he, he did a like a rocket back, back slide and he was like, I've been a trick. I've been in, I was like, no, people do that. He's like, nope, I've been in that. <laughs> He's hilarious. But, well, the no, first I, day he skated, he was doing a rocket back back slide? Well, he I'm didn't really. Yeah. He didn't really. I mean, when we were kids, like, like I couldn't even skate really, but we like when they first came out, you know, our parents got us a couple. He could skate, you know, um, but I couldn't even. I couldn't. I was just too little. I think you know. I was like, you know, when you're so little, you just can't understand uh, your body proportions and weight and all that. You know, um, like because I was. I don't know what it was. I five or six. You know what I mean? Something like that. Or whenever they came out to the mass public easy access, you know, 1990 or something. I was like seven. Mm -hmm. So I was more, you know, riding my bike, you know, kind of going fishing, getting into trouble kind of kid. Always getting in trouble, going fishing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, so moving on from like your razors days and everything like that. Uh, like what was, what was your next sp big sponsor after that one? Well, with, while I was on Razors, then in 2002, I went to ASR, and I got to talking to um, Shane Colburn, you know, and then I started getting flow from Mind Game, and then, then also, um, yeah, the same ASR, um, John Elliott introduced me to Jeremy Baytal, so then I started wearing, you know, Caspa stuff, and Jeremy became one of my best friends, you know. So yeah, I was sponsored by Razors, Ground Control, and Mind Game and Caspa in 2002. Mind Game is pretty big, even though it's just flow. I feel like did did that mean something to you being asked to be on Mind Game, even though it was flow? Like, oh shit, this is like the biggest company, the most prestigious company. Yeah, no, Billy, you were on Mind Game too. Um, I feel like that would change like your whole perspective on. Not during the cool years. I came on later. <laughs> it was all no. the cool years. It was all the cool years. Well, John. <laughs> John and Brian had already left, you know, so it, it was different already. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. But, 
but yeah, you know, of course, getting mind game packages and all my friends, you know, they're like, oh, crazy. Because Shane would hook up the packages and be like, I don't know, like 10 sets of wheels, four sets of bearings, five shirts or something, you know, and I was just flow. So, um, but yeah, and then they had, <laughs> they were voting to see if I was going to be the next AM um, for my game. That's pretty funny. And every, everyone around, you know, but at that time it was it had to be unanimous. And um, I was told everyone said yes, except for Feinberg. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get on. But it was cool. I mean, whenever I thought about it, I was like, I can't film for one of those videos. Like, I, yeah. And then later, I don't know. I I, think, they, what's up? I think, I think it would have been interesting to see what a mind game section of you would have looked like. Um, I think it would have fit in pretty well. Yeah. Well, you know, who knows? But... But yeah, they filmed for like a year, you know, or something like that. It was just, I, I didn't even have that scope, you know what I mean? Like, and plus like later on, they, they did skits and stuff like that. And I'd just be like, no, sh no, uh, I'm not going to wear that schoolboy uniform. No. Really yeah, did yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> The schoolboy uniform. I didn't wear that. No, not the schoolboy no, one, but you did the skits like the. I did, I got, I did a skit. Yeah. I did a skit. I had to, I had to act like Aaron, Aaron Feinberg could have beat me up. You know, that yeah, was yeah. tough. Yeah. That was tough for my ego, especially being a New York kid. I was like, all right, bring it. You were but, like, what? Um, you didn't want Micah on the AM team? I'll show you what's up, Aaron. And it's funny okay. because we had Aaron on the show before and he said that, was it Dustin didn't want him on Mind Game? He said something like that. Where like, yeah, Dustin no, D D Dustin didn't want him on back in the day before he was on. Um, and then yeah, like it, it was unanimous. We had Mike on Johnson on in the past, and he said the same thing. Every it was unanimous. Everyone said yes except Aaron. For you, I guess everyone said yes except Aaron. Um, you know what's and and for me, when I was waiting to go on Mind Game, um, they. Shane got back to me and she, he said, I've heard back from everyone except Aaron. So he's like, everyone said you're good. We just haven't heard back from Aaron yet. So I was waiting. But I think, I think it's funny um, that they do a unanimous vote because I think that's a good idea to have like, you know, there be like a good energy on the team. But like, I think it is also weird when someone votes no, instead of just saying, hey, uh, sorry, it wasn't unanimous. They're like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, Aaron said you can't come out. <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of yeah. like throwing Aaron under the bus a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Shane didn't tell me. I, I'll tell you that. So. Okay. Okay. So you found out through the grapevine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So that's. It, but it was what it is. I mean, I didn't really. I mean, I was. I was kind of like, well, you know, well, fuck that. You know, that sucks. But then on the same side, like, I didn't take that kind of stuff seriously. Like, it was kind of random that I was there anyway so I was just like oh cool whatever they're starting a 4x4 four four, so I'll just you know ride for them at least flow or something so yeah so so how did that work when uh so so Rod Taylor was starting a new wheel company and then it's called 4x4 four four, and were you involved in that I wasn't like involved but um John wanted me to ride for it John always was a big ambassador of my skating and I don't know he, he just liked how I skated a lot. He always wanted me to be affiliated with projects that he did, you know, and like, um, he thought I was like, I don't know, like projected like what he liked about skating, you know, with other people, of course, I wasn't the only person, but, um, but yeah, you know, that's why I was always associated with those like vicious later, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think John Elliott had a very particular style, and, and I know that, like, he was a huge fan of your skating, and he, like, I feel like he, like, pers personas and personalities that, like, tied in with the skater well. So I think that's that's why, like, um, if if John Elliott liked you, it's, like, it's like a kind of, like, a, a, like, I don't know, like, it's a nice accolade to have because he was, like, very specific to what he liked and he was like the man at that time so i know he was like a big fan of charles like charles too like he was like a huge proponent of charles and um and a lot of these guys and obviously like rob and these dudes so it's cool and john's a big sweetheart you know what i mean so um yeah just yeah so it was really cool you know um to have someone like that just you know be like full force and supportive in a way in the industry you know it's such a big name in the industry too. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, once you're in there, it's, it's kind of weird. Like then all of a sudden you're talking to everybody, you're going to these video premieres, everyone's going good game, good game after, you know, even if they didn't like your section, but, um, right. or didn't get it or anyway, it didn't matter. You know what I mean? It was cool just to see people. Um, but yeah, and then you just start to meet everybody and get to know people and like, and that's whenever that transition happened, I was just, being flow for four by four and John wanted to give me a pro wheel. And I don't know what, I mean, I think Brian vetoed it like maybe cause he, I don't know. I was a bit of a hard ass back then. And, <laughs> and like, I would speak my mind all the time. So, I mean, not much like different than today. But. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I can, I can this see is, that. This is 20 years ago. You know what I mean? I don't, I mean, what does it even matter? Yeah, I no, know, I, 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 you know, like we're all different. Yeah, I, I, I could, t I could totally see that because you guys are all like your own individuals, like you, Brian, and uh, John. Um, mm. yeah, I, I think, I think a lot of like what what made John like people too was like the music, and I know you told me like you picked all the music to like all of your sections, which was crazy to hear because I remember like. Maybe my first, like, I don't know, eight sections. I didn't have, like, a say in any of the music that I was in. I would just, like, give all the footage to, like, whoever I skated for. And then they would, like, make this, the section that I'd be, like, a lot of the time I wouldn't like it. Sometimes I would like it. But, uh, you know, I just I felt like that was an aspect where I didn't have much control or thought over. Um, I remember seeing, like, your – I really loved your Life Plus 2 section, like, um, the Billy Idol Rebel Yell thing. It was just such, like, a unique take on, like, the – the, the uh, what Brady was at that time, and it just like well, was, made, made, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh no, no, no. Uh, that was like a nod to two things, kind of, um, because I don't know if you've seen the movie um, Legend of Billie Jean. I did not. It, it was filmed down in Corpus Christi, and it was like the only movie filmed down there, you know. Um, but there's this there's a scene in the mall where they play Rebel Yell, and they're chasing. There's a chase scene, but. Um, you know, so it was like a nod to South Texas kind of thing. Yeah, you know, that's like, cool. Mm -hmm. and, and then also, I love Generation X, like the band that Billy Idol was in pr before he went solo. So it's just kind of like, you know, nod to two things. I did that with uh, different sections. Like whenever I used Velvet Underground, that was kind of a nod to me and my brother, you know, being brother. Because he got like this Velvet Underground CD when I was like 15 or something. And it was a compilation and it had that song on there, Can't Stand It. And I just remember, you know, playing it in the car and 
And then like when I used the Clash, um, Lost in the Supermarket, that was a nod to my wife because she not made me, but she wanted me to borrow her Clash CD, her London Calling CD. That's nice. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I no. picked every. No one's going to know how to re represent me other than me, you know what I mean? So it's like, what are you going to put on there? Like Radiohead for the 15th time? That, <laughs> that was. So you, could do, you could do 311, you know, I don't know. Three, Sublime. Sublime. <laughs> but, it's, but it's also cool that you have like the editors be willing to, to, I was about to, to say that. you know, work with you on that, you know, because like I said, like I didn't, for me, like I didn't even know I could have that kind of autonomy over one of my parts. I was just like so grateful at the time someone was filming a part for me. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have a part here. Here's my clips. Like, you know, don't even like, and however it comes out, I was like, that's cool. But it's cool to have that relationship between like you, the, you know, the skater and the editor to be able to like have that idea. But, well, my, yeah, little, little that little of like, well, no, I'm picking it. Like, you won't get any footage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know, because cause music's a, to, you know, it's a big part of your section, you know. Um, right. Like, you can have the best footage in the world and you just have just some song that, you know, because video editors a lot of times like music that that is radically different than what what you like um, to put it nicely mm -hmm. so yeah so is it is it fair to say that like you weren't i guess for me like i was like kind of gromity in the way where i was like oh man i'm getting a section but like you you were like it seems like you weren't too concerned whether you got it or not if you didn't get it the way you wanted it to be yeah well because i mean i think it got in my head like with the whole like you know, reaching out and like they think I'm doing something special or something different and interesting. It's like, well, well then, you know, this, whatever, this product or whatever you want it, I guess, but under my terms, you know what I mean? Like in yeah. that kind of whatever I can control, you know what I mean? Um, You're like you know, a manager. <laughs> honestly re represent how I view things, you know, like your view, you know, and I don't yeah. want anything else to kind of, soil that or you know anything like that yeah there's nothing worse than like looking back at sections you had and you're like put it on mute when you watch it because you're like that's not my style i remember like when i first really got to know the kelsos i was like oh you guys like are big hu i'm like you guys are huge hip-hop heads you guys been skating to like punk rock for the whole time i've known you because you know majet made their sections and he listened he was like more of a rock guy you know so it really it, it is like half of like what your section is like you're skating your personality the music reflects who you are and i was watching not watching but going through a lot of your old sections uh to prepare for our section commentary that we're gonna film after this for patreon and i didn't realize how many sections you had and you had a lot to, to choose from there but which section of yours was your favorite or you felt like represented you the best I'd say two, like, I mean, my life plus one, you know, it's like whenever you're green, you know what I mean? And you, you're just kind of um, figuring it out, like what a section can be, you know what I mean? And, yeah. but then I just like all the tricks in it too, of course. But then the one that represented, I guess, like looseness and stuff, or, you know, that, that kind of, side of my skating was road to nowhere 
I mean, it's just, it was just a a fun time. You know, it was like really fun time. Um, it was like 2004 into 2005. So, you know, me and me and Brandon and Sean Santa Maria were hanging out every day. We're like brothers, you know, like we'd get pissed off at each other all the time, and, you know, that kind of thing, you know, but having fun and um, hanging out at the Westminster house. I don't know if y'all ever visited there. It was in Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people live there. Um JC, Roe, Lonnie, Rob G basically lived there then. You know, if Lonnie lived there. Um Nick Rother, Richard lived there at one point, Brandon McGrady, all these people. Like it was just mm-hmm. you know how the skate houses are, like one guy leaves, another comes in. Yeah. Um but yeah, and then at that time too, on um with Road to Nowhere, um Brand I started hanging out out in California um, and that's like Brandon's like a third of the reason I met my wife, you know, um, so and and he uh, he got me hanging out with um, Chris Happy, who's amazing. I stayed on him and um, his roommate at the time, Trudy's couch for way too long. Um, I, I lived on their couch for way too long, but they amazing people i just got to meet amazing people during that one so and have amazing times and like i said it was hap- it was happenstance that i even met my wife because i um brandon was in dallas i was down at my parents house somehow but i was living in new orleans and then he calls me up and he's like hey me farmer and um brandon Matier are up here hanging out in dallas come on up and i was like dude that's seven hours north i'm like you know Hmm. and then he's like oh we'll stay an extra night so i went up there and i promised him like drunkenly that i would help him drive back to california and then um that night i cut my foot on glass like pretty bad on my hill and i remember bleeding all waking up and there's blood all over jason reina's carpet Um, but then so i ended up just helping him drive back um and we get back to his parents' house, and we're just sitting around. I was like, take me to some thrift stores. I'll find some clothes since I couldn't skate, and I was just bored. And so there's one on the side of the highway, and I was like, on the way back, let's go to that, like, Salvation Army or something. But then, um, yeah, we went in there, and she came up to me, invited me to a party. And 19 years later. Here you are. 19 years and one kid later. One kid, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd say that one, you know, as far as times go, you know, and just ha- gaining all those friends, you know, through, you know, just get with hanging with Brandon and Sean, the Westminster house, you know, staying with, uh, Chris and Trudy and then going, hanging out with Randy Spicer all the time or go to the Esco house or, you know, it's just a, it was a cool time. It was a really cool time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all yeah, of them, cool. but like that one's like the, you know, I met my wife. So there you go. Life changing. Yeah. That, 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 that's cool. I, w- I was going to ask um, how you, uh, because I know for a lot of your sections, like you were skating around like the Southeast. So I was going to ask how you like initially got to like meet Charles, Sean and all these guys. But I was also curious how you like ended up meeting with Brandon as well. How did that relationship end up cultivating? Brandon's is easy. It, it was hoed down. But um, hey, like starting to skate with, you know, people from Southeast. Um, well, that started with my friend Anthony. Anthony Medina, because um, uh, I used to skate with him all the time. When oh, I, Anthony's cool, great style. Um, he'd be interesting on here. 
Um, but yeah, he was he was trading footage with a guy named Pat Reedy out of Lafayette, Louisiana, and Brady was from Lafayette, and then um, so we skated with them. They both made their separate videos, um, and then we we all hung out at like Hoedown 2000 together and stuff like that, and then basically after that, like. Um, we, we were still in touch with, well, my friend, Dick Gary, um, who was also from Port Lavaca, he, he was sponsored by Havoc and stuff. He was really good, but, um, Havoc he was, was a Texas company. Yeah. Like uh, Jason Zwack skated for Havoc, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Him and Jason skated like all the time. They skated kind of the same. So like they were always skating together. Um, yeah, I didn't, you know, I wasn't the long rail, handicap rail kind of guy. So I was like, yeah, hey, you know, um, but yeah, Dick was in contact with all these people, like, and talking to Brady online. And Brady said that they were going to film with Matt Nicholas up in Jackson, uh, Mississippi. So me and Rob Z just went and hung out, you know, and, and I got some tricks in that video. And there it is. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of Anthony Medina and Dick, <laughs> uh, Gary. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, you. My bad. No, you say you, you film with like so many like like filmmakers because you have so many sections throughout the years. And we keep talking about Brandon Negretti, uh, rest in peace. And he's, you know, he made a lot of pivotal videos during that time. And the skaters that he got to skate in his videos, the crew, the vibe, like I'm not surprised at all that he said Road to Nowhere because the vibe of that video, the feeling that you get watching that video with everybody together, like it's different than a lot of other videos out there. Um, I was just going to ask what it was like filming with Brandon and what if you had like any specific stories or funny stories or anything like that about filming with him? Oh yeah, <laughs> Brandon was funny. Um, but yeah, how I met Brandon, uh, let me get back to it. Cause someone told me he wanted to talk to me at 2003 hoedown. So I went in, up to one of the hotel rooms and that's where I met Brandon Campbell too. They were just in there. Um, and he was just going, Hey, I want to make this different video with different people and, basically was telling me it would validate his video to have me in it, and which I mean, for the, in that way, yes, it would, you know what I mean? Because I was kind of one of those forerunners of that whole thing. But, um, but you know, you, I can't, I couldn't film with someone I didn't get along with, you know what I mean? And he was just goofy, you know what I mean? He was just yeah. joking. He was like, if you know the California, if you know California, he was like a Inland Empire jukebox you know he could sing every freestyle song r&b from the 90s you know it was he was just a goofy guy um but road to, with road to nowhere we'll see what makes road to nowhere different from um forever now is like there was a lot more i well me there was sean it was kind of like a a crew video like editing was he was physically doing editing, but me and Sean were like right over his shoulder. I'm like, no, this put that in there. Put the, you know, we were all like kind of collaborating and the Westminster house. Cause he would edit like in the garage and everyone's just like partying in the garage, you know what I mean? Or coming up and looking what he's doing. Like, Oh, that's cool. That's... So it was more of a, that's why it's so radically different. Like I think all like me and Sean's primarily involvement with it too. Like it was a very much a, like a friend video, you know what I mean? It seemed yeah, that that's how that, that, that's how a lot of the Negretti videos kind of came off, you know. Um, 
it just seemed like him and like his everything from like road to nowhere all the way up until regardless it just seemed like he surrounded himself with people who he liked to be around and it's like a lot of the times he would be introducing people to skating people whose sex you hadn't seen before like you know i didn't seen i think he gave hollywood his first section and and maybe sean santa maria as well so yeah he like kind of he kind of put his his twist and how he saw the the community through his videography you know which was, which was really cool um what was it what was it like filming road to nowhere road to nowhere i mean that was i mean those those were some fun days it was it that one that video i mean skating wise it probably didn't take me that long to film it took way longer time wise because i was just you know living life you know what i mean um you know having fun too much fun sometimes you know and hanging out with my wife you know and just running around california you know being you know from port lavaca texas now i'm in hollywood you know what i mean it was yeah so it, it you know it was sporadic and you could tell in, in that section like you could tell the older footage Solomon's, you know, and then there's some USDs in there, and then some Rosies, and, but yeah, but all fine. <laughs> so, um, so at some point, I also want to talk about skinny pants, <laughs> but I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I think I, I think we talked enough about clothing. Um, in blading, but I, but I think you were like one of the earlier skinny pants guys or tighter pants. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm also wanting to talk about Rosies. So um, you said when you were involved with the Rosies, like you were trying to bring the fifth elements back? Well, it was more like, so at first, or like, what was that? I forget the year, what, 2005, it was supposed to be like a shift change. Like, you know, Charles is now going to be like basically team manager, creative director, in a sense, you know what I mean? So he was like, I'm, you're going to be pro, you know, you're going to be one of the pros. And I was like, cool, you know, whatever. And then we were talking about pro skates, and like, well, well, you know, what would you want and all that? And John was there too, Julio and all that. And I was like, I was like, dude, the fifth element, the prototype one with the, the bone white on the top and everything all black with the red rosies on it. And John said something like, I don't think you can make that UFS. And I was like, you make anything UFS. You know what I mean? You just cut off mm -hmm. those triangles and there you go, put a soul plate on. Right. But then, it, you know, I'm not thinking of cost of uh, changing molds and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't exactly push product. So I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, yeah. I'm not going to get get people to go. But then, then again, this like Charles, I don't know what happened with that. Charles just didn't. All of a sudden, he wasn't the team manager slash creative director anymore, and then I was only being offered a AM spot. You know, you know, they were like, "Oh, we only have five hundred dollars a month." You know, for you know, AM spot, and I was like, "Well, I'll just take the five hundred and just put me on the pro." You know what I mean? I don't need money. I got a job. And they're like, "No, we can't do that." And I don't, I don't know why, but that's just how it went down. I was like, "Well, I got a pro wheel. I can't go to be an AM over here and pro over there. I'll just..." I'll buy skates, you know, if I have to, or whatever. Well, I'll, I won't have to buy skates, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, no one's gonna make a million dollars off of skating anyway. That a few hundred bucks a month isn't gonna like make or break anything. Yeah. Who 
who, after Charles was the team manager, who became the team manager? Well, I believe John was just handling everything at that point. I'm not sure because they're based out of San Francisco. Italy? Oh, you know the U.S. distribution. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never visited, so I don't know who actually worked. I know, you know, because before, like John Starr was involved with Volo, and you never. I don't know. I mean, but you know, I know he was covering both bases. So whatever, you know. What I mean, mm-hmm. but who knows? Who who knows if it was Massimo saying, "No, we need two Bams, three pros," or I don't know. No, someone didn't vote for you. <laughs> someone has to vote no. Yeah, again, it's always that one person. You'll, you'll see this as a sequence of events that have the same turnout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not the first person who said they wanted to bring back the fifth element. Too. Was it Charles? I don't remember if it was Charles that was on a recent episode who but also Charles, said. Uh, uh, when, like me, or whenever we were doing the whole Rosie's thing together. Yeah. And well, not, it was going to be, yeah, anyways. Yeah, and I think people were saying the same thing too. Or speculating when John had Valo too that they were going to bring back because they brought back the M12 to bring back the Fifth Element too. It's crazy how long it took to bring that that boot back. That that thing that was a classic boot right there. That would have been an awesome pro skate for you too. Yeah, I'd have to dremel it out. I remember getting I skated a pair when I was a kid, and I just got blisters all day long. So like, <laughs> I have to figure something out. Like, I, you know, you, you make your bed. You know. Yeah, I, I rode those skates like. I was in Australia and Gav Drum had a fresh pair of the white, same ones, the cream ones or whatever they were. And I was like, I never rode these skates. Can I try them? And I rode them and they were like really, really good, like way better than I expected, even compared to like today's standards. So they should have just yeah, chopped the sure. frame off of that sole plate and left it like that. Well, Rosie's from what I gather is using, very, like they have a lot of soft plastics and I, I, yeah, I could never skate soft plastics. I'd have to have a really hard boot and then I ride the cuff super loose. So, yeah, old like school style a, too. I'd put a tongue on the top of my foot because I got just skinny, like long feet. You know what I mean? So it'd keep my foot in place. But the cuff, like, like if it was old school Solomon's, I'd do one click. Damn. Like the ones with the short, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, little buckles. Clip. Yeah, the little buckles. But if it was the longer one, I, you know, a couple extra clicks away. Jeez. Damn, like the, the first one in, like the first. Yeah, and the first. Clip. You can see me on, like checking my buckle, like on this one clip, because it'd always fly open. You know, like an old eight two style point. There was like a line, right? Like you were doing a line yeah. and yeah, like, yeah, with the heel roll, and then you fixed it. Right? Yeah, it was like a I did like a, wall, like a back fast slide, I think, on a handrail, and then to a, I did a wall ride one eighty out after the fact. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, in the I just like yeah, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Old school blading problems, you know? <laughs> yeah. <we> <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's ready to go. Put your skates on. Click. All right, I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah, just click. Boom. <laughs> but yeah, um, but Rossi's, yeah, I was just like, well, you know, it's just kind of whatever. I mean, I wasn't even, they didn't feel right to me anyways, because like, I'm like an in-between size in the size nine. If you took out the liner, it was the eight boot. You could see it clearly on the, you know, stamped into the boot. So I could, there's no way I could skate those. You know, I'm like six foot tall. I can't skate it size eight. Like my toes would be all like, you know. Um, but yeah, and then the tens are tens. You know what I mean? They, they feel like boats. There's nothing in between. Yeah. And then what it's happened after? The hardest, it's always the hardest part about um, blading. You know what I mean? Like Sizing. finding that like 
foot to fit because there's like that jump between eight nine and ten ten and a half. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And that's like, yeah. like why I mean razors. I couldn't even. Oh god, I don't know how Charles skated the ten, like because it's a ten eleven. You know, it ain't a ten. It's an eleven. <laughs> so, but he skated those. Um, but um, but yeah, even b but before Rossi's, um, what was it before? No, after Rossi's. Well, I can't. I'm getting mixed up now, because I was hanging out with Randy Spicer, with Chris Happy and Brandon and Trudy and um, like Charlie Ashby and stuff like that. We'd just go over to the like his condo or whatever, and um, we were just you know having beers or whatever, and he, we were just started joking about like, you know, me getting deshies, <laughs> and so we just you know me and Brandon thought it was hilarious, you know, like what. If, I rode Deshi's, you know, rode four Deshi or some capacity. I don't know. It was kind of just a big joke, but I ended up did getting a couple pairs. <laughs> but never did filmed them. Did you like them? No, I was going to say. Well, the cardboard ones? Um, <laughs> no, I, I didn't mind those, but the pair I got, um, like the left skate, like, I don't know, the like the, the frame bolt was like drilled in a little to like the left or right and it just like made your skate like kind of go like that whenever you try to skate so th those were automatic i can't even skate them literally and then um and then i went back to big dan importing um that's what it's called right back then yeah. yeah shout out scott walker yeah scott walker liked me a lot i don't know why and um and then uh he was like oh we got the new ones and i was like oh you I was like, not, are they like the cardboard ones, you know, because those hmm. seem fine. <laughs> These are the actual boot ones. And they were those big monstrosities. Y'all remember those things? Yeah. Looked like moon boot, like literal moon boots. And I remember yep. taking them back to like Chris and Trudy's apartment and just putting frames on them and looking down and just be like, no, <laughs> no, I can't skate this, whatever this is. You know what I mean? So I drove back. Like, I don't know if it was the next day or the day after, and I gave them back to Scott Walker. And I was like, I can't skate these things, dude. Like, look at them. And he was like, you're the first person that's ever returned skates. <laughs> I was like, okay. But then he was like, them. I know, right? But then he, but then he was like, uh, well, how about USD? And so then I started trying out USDs, and I just had the same problem with a lot of skates. They just weren't comfortable. Like, I got blisters all the time. I had, like, three or four pairs but yeah he was he was like yeah you should ride for us blah, blah, blah. and that would have been random you know but did you ride for anybody after solomon no not no not in any capacity no. even after rosie right well i didn't ride for rosie's it was just like in the talks you know what i mean uh, okay so this was like after Face the Music time, like you were being spoken to about coming into Rosie before. before. Yeah, that's I still have in the video, like couple in the intro or something, but um, but yeah, it just didn't, you know, like didn't work out. But, but I didn't care. I mean, I didn't want to possibly get a pro skate or you know shoot ads and film for the video and stuff like that, but didn't happen. Yeah, I would, I would imagine that's pretty, you know, because there's a couple times in, in Blading Live been like, you know, like, oh, you think you're going to get something, and then you're like, where is it? Then it doesn't come, and you're trying to find, like, other sponsors, like, like oh, and then, like, the skates don't work. I had the same thing where I skated 
for Deshi for a little bit and they weren't working for me. And uh, yes, so, so what was that like trying to find a home after all that? Um, yeah, it, it was just trying to find something like this sustainable that was comfortable, which I mean, I'm, I'm picky, you know, I'm not gonna lie, you know, um, I'm, yeah, I have preferences on it, opinions on everything as you can tell already, but, um, but yeah, it was tough. And then farmer gave me a couple pairs or he gave me a pair, well, later he gave me another pair, but a pair of shadows and I tried those and those just didn't, didn't feel right either. Um, but that's towards the end, like whenever I was kind of mentally getting out of it anyways. Um, and what was, what was kind of pushing you to mentally get out of it? Like, was it that, like the frustration of like trying to find like the other things and things not working out or just like you were getting just to like a certain, like what was the thing that uh, helped push that? It was just, I mean, I think I was, I mean, I was just changing. Um, I, I mean, I was playing guitar all the time. I'm, you know, I've always been into music, but, I, you know, that was just, still is like you know not just playing music but reading basically researching like um what would you say like 20th century mid 20th century american music you know blues uh you know from punk to delta blues certain types of country and all that you know just reading and my focus was just kind of gone you know what i mean and then you know, one day you wake up and you're just kind of like, oh, well, I'm not really feeling it anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, y'all don't know what I mean, but <laughs> we, we've heard stories. No, no, I, 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 I've definitely had periods in my life where I've had, uh, you know, I felt like I was forcing it sometimes where like the inspiration in the field, like as natural, but like, I also felt like, you know, what like, I was like, oh, I'm pro, I should keep going or you know, I've had moments where I've like been more involved in other interests, like where like whether it be drumming or like riding bikes, like messaging, stuff like that. Um, but like I've always kind of just because of like the friend groups, like kind of like always felt like I don't want to ever distance myself from waiting too far because it's like kind of like has this family element. As far as I can tell, like you've kind of stayed in touch with all of your rollerblading friends, like even since you kind of departed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and p part of the reason, you know, I just wanted to get back to Texas and be with my friends, like my other friends, you know, outside of rollerblading, because, you know, I'm like whenever I still lived in Texas, like I still hang out with my high school friends, you know, our high school group always hangs out. We get together, play music and our kids run around together. You know, it's awesome. Um, and then other people from Austin and all, all you know, musicians, bikers, like we used to hang out at a biker house in Austin. At, like, I don't know if you know who Chase Hawk is. No, I don't sound familiar. Big pro biker and, and this guy, Devin and um, Adam, um, just known biker people. Like I believe Chase, Chase was a little guy at that time, but um, I believe he was one the X Games, stuff like that. Just, you know, it was, that's what Austin was cool. Why Austin was cool is because like you go out and you'd run into people from, I mean, you could run into people from like that, like different bands, like Spoon, Sword, Black Angels, you know, which I'm, I'm not into any of those groups, 
but um <laughs> but this, there's just you know it was kind of like a small community so yeah got to know people there um but um but yeah i just i'm, I'm kind of like that once i'm i just kind of get an idea and i'm done i'm done you know and you know yeah like i said transitioning back into being just micah not mikey yeager hmm. i hear that so you don't like the heavy music Heavy? Well, it depends. I mean, I'm not a big, um, no, my brother's into more heavy music. I'm more into like super blues based. Like I like 13 floor elevators because, you know, mm, Rocky. John, right. John I was good. Stacey Sutherland, the guitar player was, I mean, I, I always loved how he played. Um, more blues like Magic Sam and um, Guitar Slim and then others. Yeah, no, I like a lot. I mean, I like anyone. I like a lot of I mean, I could go down the list of guitar players like Wayne Kramer from the MC5 or um, Johnny Thunders was the initial one that started me. I was like, I got to play like it sounds too cool. And he and he wasn't very good. So it's easy to pick up. I mean, he wasn't bad. He just he was all style with three tricks, you know? Yeah, I, I, I love that. Like so many uh, people were like into Johnny Thunders because like, you know, he's one of ours, you know, being yeah. from New York, he's one of our guys. And like he was at the Dolls, and the Dolls were from uh, J David Johansson from Staten Island, which is like yeah, our yeah. guy. So yeah. like that's uh, every time I hear people like that appreciating that, I'm like I get super pumped. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. oh yeah, yeah. Ever since I heard the Dolls, like Johnny Thunders and the Dolls, like when I was like I don't know, 16, 17, 18. No, not 18. Earlier than that. You know, because being from a small town and no internet, and you know, like internet didn't really exist. I mean, it existed, but like there was nothing on it, you know, back then. Um, so once you discovered something like that, you're just like, oh my God, you know what I mean? Um, and then you just go back and forth from there through whatever genres you want. I, I landed into like blues, like um, accidentally. I thought I was more rock and roll, but then like early Clapton, like John Mayall and the Blues Breakers Clapton, and then Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac. Um, my friend Tim Smith, who I um, used to play music with a lot, um, I worked with him, and he's not a skater, but um, he got me into a lot of groups, as did my brother, or just, you know, how music lovers are, check out this album, check out that, you know, everyone's trading, like, albums, so, um, yeah, it was just that, that heavy, heavy blues stuff was really cool, just a certain time period, like, 1959 to 69, about, like, that right then. Damn, you're an old soul, man. 59 to 60. Oh. Anything, anything into the 70s. That's like too. That's too new for me. No, <laughs> the dolls are in the 70s. Oh, yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't. I, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm terrible. I paint myself into a corner all the time. So, I, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know, whenever I'm bored because I don't have anything new, you know, like y'all can laugh at me because y'all like newer stuff or you know what I mean. Like so. Um, but yeah, I just got too deep into that. And, my attention got taken away and I mean like there was like I remember Tori sent me an email about oh, are you skating and blah 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 you know and, and my initial reaction to the email was just like well you know I'll skate whenever I skate but uh you know I quit heat you know I quit you know <laughs> was that was that the last of it like your way out like you were just like done like yeah. Yeah, I was I was just like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, 
but it was, yeah, it was just one of those things like creatively, I guess I thought I could do, I, I thought I'd done everything I could do, not just skating wise, but maybe um, like with the, whenever I was trying to start that wheel company in Rat Tail, um, like John approved it, but then it got vetoed. But yeah, I was going to start a wheel company next to 4x4. Well, what was that about? And who vetoed it this time? Who voted against you this time? <laughs> Brian, I think. Yeah. I mean, but. Makes sense. I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, it's. They weren't. From what I remember, I was like, I'll, I'll pay for the wheels. You know what I mean? Like, for, like how much? It, we're just going to do Anna Rockers first, generate some money. I think it was like $1,000 for like 2,000 wheels, something like that. Or I can't remember. But yeah, and then I was just like, um, yeah, I was going to start that. Chris Farmer was going to quit Mind Game, and Ollie was going to quit Heat with me. And that was going to be the team Damn. with someone else. Yeah. But you ended up on Heat, though, but Heat became one of the baddest wheel companies out. That Heat well, team was, on, was awesome, too. I got on Heat in, like, 03. And then um, this was, like, this was, like, 06 that I was going to do this company through Rat Tail. Oh, that was after. Okay. It was in the early stages. I mean, it was like I was about to send ideas to Jeremy to print, I mean, to actually make artwork because Jeremy was going to do um, the art for it, but radically different than what he did for 4x4. It was going to be a totally different company. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, it just didn't work out. You know, no. it is what it is, you know. No regrets? Regret? Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, like it's, all... it's like that tattoo meme that regrets, no regrets. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Um, I mean, I squeezed in a lot in only four years. You know what I mean? And like, I don't. I I had the direction I wanted to go, and had great people around that I still talk to and love. Yeah, like like you were saying, I still keep in touch with people like through bunch of different sources but like sean santa maria i talk to him all the time charles rob thompson um all my texas friends you know like all them from the austin crew um as much as i can those are the people i actually try like oh you're you're going to the, the santa Ana competition thing yeah i'll i'll drive out there and go see you know and see yeah. billy um west driver and all that stuff so it's like i'm not detached it's just i'm not gonna act like i like still feel like dating you know what i mean yeah um not, not to make this like uh put you on trial but when was the last time you had a pair of skates on like like skating skating like i'm i'm doing a trick no, just like put put them on do a trick yeah oh to do a trick not just rolling yeah. around yeah um 2015 2015 that's pretty that's better than i thought well, yeah, because Sean San Maria was staying with us, and he was he was ordering a bunch of Solomons, you know, um, mail like buying them from people, um, like at that time, and he got the wrong size. He got a nine, and he's an eight, and he was like, "Hey, you want these?" And, so, and at the time, I was rolling around still a little bit, um, but a couple of years before that, I like fractured my wrist and couldn't play guitar right for like a year, so it's just kind of you know. Like, and I can't real wear pads, wrist guards, or shin guards, or any of that stuff. You know what I mean? It just feels unnatural. 
So, um, but yeah, I put them on, I put them on, uh, rolled around house park in Austin. It just wasn't there. You know what I mean? Mentally. Mm. So I was just like, better not, you know, cause I'm just going to get hurt doing something easy. You know? Yeah. If, you, if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. I don't know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was going to say, Oh, go ahead. No, no I was going to say that like during the pandemic, like a lot of people who didn't put skates on him forever, like came back at least if it was temporary for like those few months where you couldn't do anything else. And like, I was surprised to hear that, like you said, 2015, like not even the pandemic year, but if you guess if you weren't feeling skating the last time you put skates on, what would it change five years later yeah. or whatever? I was working during the pandemic. I don't know about y'all, but. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, but yeah, no, like the other day, I mean, my, my daughter is express wanting to learn how to, you know, skate. We have some rollerblades for her. I mean, I have pairs of skates in the closet, but um, Solomon's, you know. But, um, but yeah, my my niece, um, she's into it. She, she jumped a hip the other day, like at a skate park. Yeah, and she's like, my hey. uncle Micah was pro, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I got to skate with her, and obviously my daughter. It's in the family, at least. You never know. You might, you might see me uh, uh, just, you know, I don't know, being all washed up. In a video you never know. <laughs> no, hey, Rob's skating, so that's crazy. Yes, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so um, old gray hair, gray fox over there. Yeah, silver fox, dude. He is. Oh, yeah, he's silver fox. He's a good spirit, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, that's cool. And like a lot of people I mean, it's it's crazy people are getting back into it and but I'm just I you know, if I'm not feeling it, I'm not gonna lie, you know, just to Yeah be in it, you know, again or something like that. Like You get hurt too. Yeah, yeah. And then like like I said, my I I just have, you know, every day I have to play guitar, so like not have to, but mentally have to, you know. Yeah. For that. Um, in a little bit, we're going to open it up to some questions from the audience, uh, if that's okay with you. Yeah. But uh, b- b- before we do that, I actually have an interesting question for you. Did you, because I feel like a lot of people were influenced by the style that you brought, like, you know, with your the music, the, the dressing, the skating, the approach. Were you able to recognize like a little bit of a shift or people like kind of trying to like take elements from your skating and apply it to their own at some point? Because I, I remember seeing that, but I don't know if like how it is being the person watching it. Did, did you have that experience? Yeah. Yeah. I was conscious of it. <laughs> I mean, see people like, you know, you see them one day and then next time, you know, months later you see them and then all of a sudden they're doing different tricks and dressing similar. Of course, you know, had one, what did he say? One fella say that he loved my arm swings, the way I just swung my arm after a trick. <laughs> so you see, that's prevalent for some weird reason. But, um, um, but yeah, um, I mean, my friends used to make fun of my arms, so they said like a gorilla slap or something. Like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, of course. I mean, when you get like, when you get some of the bigger names, you know, s- switching up their skating and starting to skate like you and dress like you, you know, of course you're going to notice that and be like, huh, look at there. 
Yeah, off, off the bat right now, I could think of without without calling them out because, like, you know, I, I definitely like taking elements from like Sagona and, and these other people at the time. But uh, when I think about the arm swing, and I think about your arm swing and I think about, oh, who else did that? I think like Mike Lilly, Ali Short, you know, without without trying to put them on the spot. But I, right, I feel definitely. like that was that that like thing. Um, yeah, that's cool, though. That's like that's that's almost like, that's like a huge compliment, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, I mean, it's even better when you just you're friends with these people. You know what I mean? Like, right. um, you know, it, uh, I'm not one for you know flattery or anything like that. So, like, I'd rather just be your friend and you shut up about liking my skating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's Definitely. it's weird. I've, I've never been uh, one of the ones that's into the whole like I don't know show of it. You know what I mean? Like, not well cool you know well where'd you grow up you know what who are you you know what i mean like uh, right. like a lot of a lot of great friends of mine like started out they were good you know they're fans of what i did like one good friend of mine said it got him through like watching my skating got him through like a, a family member's passing like a dear family member. you know what i mean and he got a david Damn. bowie tattoo so it's Damn, like that's sick. yeah that's cool you know what i mean if you know, your skating does anything like that, then that's the only thing that's worth it and the friendships you develop. Um, totally. But yeah, it's cool. It's flattering. It's interesting. You know what I mean? To have a, like a change, like I'd say me and Charles though, you know, cause Charles is, Charles has always done his own thing too. And there's other people um, that just aren't like, uh, for whatever reason, they just, didn't get up there or just didn't translate like Mark Sin he's you know Mark Sin is just wild um, my friend Milton Holbrook from San Antonio I mean there's there's people all over the place I mean Chris Fleener Chris Fleener always skated like Chris yeah. Fleener he was yeah. the first controlled really good rollerblader I saw like whenever I was I think I was skating like three months um, but yeah I mean but yeah there's a lot there's a lot of them but it is flattering. I'm sure it's flattering for anybody and humbling, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I see, I see it. You know, I remember some kids at the competition the other day were like, I forget where the, they're from Argentina. I forgot their names. One has corkscrew. Uh, yeah. The superhelds, uh, Saber and Jonah. Superhelds? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, oh, one of them said, do you, you see your influence here? You know, or modern day. I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, of course. That's cool. That's I mean, so cool. But, but it's just interesting. Like a, like that was that that Tom something kid put out a, I forget who some somebody sent it to me where he's like, said it's like, the section like my, what was it steal this video section or something like, this could be released today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's still relatable. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, there you go. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's yeah. interesting yeah not as yeah. no we, we think of like when we when we skate just in general like we're all just skating for fun no one's doing this as like to be like their job or anything like that or any other specific reason just because we love it and it's like interesting to see us people like you and like do these things and then just people come up to you and are like hey like you influenced me like you did this to me someone you watched your skating help them get through like a hard time in their life like you would never expect that just from you straight up going out having fun with your friends messing around yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, 
I mean, just as much as, I mean, I don't know, I'm not disappointment, but yeah, disappointments, I guess they, you would have in, you know, the time you're there or whatever, but like, I mean, come on, you get some of it. It's corny, but you get some, so much more, you know what I mean? Like, um, and it's just, it's not corny. It's just reality. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it's cool. Um, I don't regret any of it. You know what I mean? Awesome. Um, I think, I think now we're going to jump into some questions, um, from our audience, if that's okay with you. And then we're going to go to our Patreon and watch some sections with you, uh, go down memory lane, which I'm excited to do. Um, we have some here on the live chat, but Austin, do you have any Patreon questions? Yeah, I got a Patreon question from uh, Jeff Metz, who says, two stories I would like to hear about. First one is the hoedown where the guy tried to push you off the shotgun rail mid-grind. And second one is the party where your place got absolutely destroyed. Okay. Well, hoedown, um, he didn't push me off. Like, I remember we were skating the... the um, that shotgun rail going out and um I, I think jason's walk went in front of me if i remember correctly you know he was doing something like soul and trying to 720 out jason's wild, wild like that yeah. um but whenever i went to jump up and, to, and then jump up on the ledge like he leaned over and his shoulder clipped me and like i just like like kind of misty flipped you know into the bank you know where the handrail is yeah, so then I wanted to beat him up. <laughs> yeah, and then everyone's separate. You know, you can't get in a fight. Like, no one's going to let you get in a fight on a skate park, in a skate park contest, you know, so. Mm -hmm. So the fight. But yeah, that's basically it. You know, just being hothead kid. Yeah, contest yeah. vibes too. I'm not a contest skater. I was just pissed off you had no etiquette. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I wasn't going to win anything. I know that. I just wanted negative Machio off the thing and no one else could do it. And I knew I could, you know what I mean? But yeah. And then, yeah, the, it was called the eviction party. Okay, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, um, me and my friend, my roommate, Alan, and we had another roommate, um, what's it called. He didn't like, he didn't like our ways. <laughs> I mean, we were, we were partying a lot, you know what I mean? And, there was slight damage. He punched a hole in his door, kind of thing. But it was a, one of those cardboard doors, you know what I mean? Those, like, cheap, like, you just, I don't know how much they are, like, maybe, like, 40 bucks, you know what I mean? Something like that back then. So, yeah, then I had over, who did I have over? It was, like, Jeremy Baytal, Sean Santa Maria, Chris Baden, Markson, Trace Taylor. They all were staying in, in, the, in our apartment, or, our, yeah, townhome, not townhome, duplex. Um, so one night our roommate doesn't show up and we're just like, okay, whatever. And then the next morning, knock in the morning and, you know, we're all groggy waking up, um, uh, lady with a, I still have it too, like with eviction paper, you know, you must vacate within three days or whatever it is. So I just look at Alan, I was like, eviction party. And he's like, yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah. then we just called. This is before my, I mean, I guess MySpace was going, but this is before any, like, internet, uh, like, kind of community kind of thing. So we just call up people like, hey, party at, I forget the address, but Caswell, Caswell House Party Eviction, last ever. So 
Oh yeah, it was wild. Um, I just I don't remember a lot from that night. Um, I remember keep going in and out of the duplex, and more shit would be broke. <laughs> I didn't do the breaking. Um, I did break bottles, but that's nothing. You just clean that up. But um, yeah, I remember like there was a hole in the wall, and I walked down. I'm like, no, no, quit, quit. And then I walk in. There's more holes. Then I walk in. And Mark Sam was putting his head through my cupboard. Um, then the whole wall in the kitchen was spray painted. The sink in the bathroom was on the floor. The toilet was in the wall. Um, no way. Yeah, and there was holes in every. You could see through into every room. You know what I mean, like every bedroom. And then I remember like waking. Yeah, it was crazy. Cops came like three times. I woke up in an ambulance. It was a wild one. Um, but. <laughs> And then the next morning, I remember waking up and I smelled like Domino's pizza or something. And then I hear They Live. Y'all know that movie, They Live? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, They Live's playing and I'm just like, oh, okay, that was just like crazy dream. And like I, I wake up and they're just sitting on stacks of drywall, like you know, <laughs> off the wall. They're just watching They Live eating pizza wall, you know, like, well, shit, it happened. Yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it was pretty wild. There's like hundreds of people there and in a small two-bedroom duplex. How did that play out? Um, yeah, it was like $4,500 damages. Wow. Damn, yo, I'm trying to go to an eviction party. I got a lot of rage to let loose. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like fun. <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was going to be more. But, um, but yeah, and then I was like, well, moving to California. And that's whenever I went and stayed with Chris and Trudy. I was already planning to come out, but uh, Chris and Trudy invited me. They're like, come stay, because I hung out with them. They're like, come stay on our couch, you know, blah, blah, blah. In Long Beach? So they, what's up? Is that in Long Beach? No, this is Corona. Corona. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they were, oh, yeah, I've had so many people that were super nice and helpful, you know, so. Love you guys. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. Trudy just was, put a good comment in the, the chat right now. I believe this is true. He says, tell, tell Micah to tell you about when B-Cam throw him over the wall. Oh, yeah. That's just <laughs> dumb drunkenness. Like, just telling him, yeah, well, throw me, throw, you know, and then I bet you can't throw me over the wall. Yeah, and then he basically did. And I, I was like, you know, laying in the dirt. And, yeah, it was when we were dumb and young and wild. And, yeah. But <laughs> I, had, I had too many dumb experiences. I mean, when you're drinking, you're listening to Guns N' Roses Night Train over and over, drinking two bottles of Night Train and just going out wild. Fun times, fun times. Yeah. Glory days. Glory um, days. I, got, I, I got some live chat questions. Austin, do you have any more on the Patreon? Uh, there's no more on the Patreon, and I don't think we have any super chat questions. So do you have anything lined up? Any yeah. Other questions? We'll, we'll, we'll take a three or four of these, and then we'll, we'll get into the uh, sections. So uh, Eric Cohen says, are there any skaters you currently watch from the newer generation that you like? I don't really watch skating other than like my friends, like all the Austin heads, they'll put out, you know, like now they got that jumbo thing and I've watched a couple of those, uh, but Andrew Broom, I mean, Andrew d needs a skate. Where's his pro skate? Jeff Baker's Andy, where are, where is his yeah. pro skate? Um, Andrew, if I had to say anyway, and he's not new. He's like 10 years in the game already. Yeah, for but, a while, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, Broom. I like anything Broom does, Andrew. Um, all my cool. friends. But, I, yeah, I'm just so, 
not ignorant. I'm just I disconnected a little bit. Yeah, any extra time, I, like I'm not gonna watch. I'm gonna read. You know what I mean? I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna nerd out in another way. Yeah. Cool. Um, Sean Michelson says two, two questions. Even though you stopped skating, do you keep up with it online? I think we just answered that. Oh, and then, and if so, who's your favorite skaters? I'm sorry, we just kind of did that question. So we'll move on to another one. Uh, Montgomery Monster says, can you talk about the true negative acid to top acid that was in your reject section? How many tries did that take? Yeah, that was a, that was like your ender, I think, in the reject section. No, right? it was just in there. Okay. Um, that was that section where basically Sean Engler called me. I was like, we have a, a hundred, or not hundred, a minute and 29 seconds you know, footage. We want to put it out as a section, and I was like, okay. And I looked on my iTunes, and I, now I want to sniff some glue by the Ramones. Um, was exactly that. So I was like, use this. It's a funny song. But um, um, no, like, I I would I I, I hmm, how do I even put this? Well, whenever I was skating, I just if something took me more than like three four tries I just I was over it so like none, none of the tricks usually were ever longer than three to four you know because yeah. you'd, you'd skate you'd skate before then so like you're not filming this is not like today when everyone's got a camera or a phone and you're just when you're skating you're you're also filming rather than before you'd be skating all the time and then there'd be these weekends you film or like this you know what I mean so it's like you're already like you know, the muscle memory's already there, all that, but I just saw, as far as the trick-wise, I was like, that's going to look really cool, you know, and I don't think anyone's ever done it or can do it. Yeah, that, that one was a classic, for sure. I don't think anyone's done it since. Not that I no, saw. I haven't seen it before or after. And that ledge sucks. It's all chunky. Like, the courthouse, Corpus Christi courthouse, is, yeah, that's, like, the worst ledge to do it on, too. But I was like, yeah, there was some. Uh, you, you skated some pretty rugged spots back then. Well, that's the South. Y'all, yeah, y'all that's know the South. That? Well, yeah, Texas that's the South. South, but like, it's in California with, you know, you're like, I don't know, it's like the the handrails hand are like for little people. They scare me, man. They're, they're, it's too low. Um, yeah. Like, really? Like, I mean, you go to some of these, but whenever I was young and you go to these spots and you just be like, the thing would be on your, like, right below halfway on your hip. I mean, not your hip, your, you know, your thigh. And in, you know, Texas, Alabama, like, you're, you're lucky if you get one at your hip. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they're like, big, big ones. So. True. Okay, well, we'll, we'll take one more. And um, before we move on to the Patreon section of this interview, um, Max Power says, do you have any crazy Rob Zabranek stories from, like, back in the day, I'm guessing? Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. But am I going to tell them? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Rob, Rob's just wild. I mean, I'll tell this funny. The first, the first day I met Rob, right? Like, uh, it was a funny day because we were just going down to Corp. Me and my brother were going to Corpus Christi because there was some skateboard demo that he was going to go down there and 
it was arcade skateboards or something. Yeah, arcade. We I met MC Hammer and uh, Rob Z same day. What? No. <laughs> yeah, me and my brother in uh, a CD store in, in one of the malls in Corpus. I forget which, whether it was Padre Staples or Sunrise. I think it was Padre Staples. Anyways, um, we're just in some CD store and yeah, MC Hammer came up to us because he was playing a show. He was like, this was 1999, so he was like. <laughs> playing Summerfest, Corpus Christi, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we didn't believe it at first, you know, we were like, no way. And then his bodyguard had a hammer shirt on and we were like, what the hell? But anyways, yeah, we went, yeah so that's what always makes me laugh because we went to this demo um, and then all my friends, like there was this crew called Scythe that I was part of in Corpus Christi and it was Jason and Joseph Zwak, um, Jeff and James Richter, Rob Z, and uh, Tommy Valentine, um, but all you know, my, all my good skate friends back then, and they all showed up, and they were like, "Hey, we're going downtown to skate. You want to go?" And I was like, "Yeah," you know. And I told my brother, and so and they're like, "Yeah, ride with Rob." And Rob was driving this big old like heavy dude, like double cab Dodge truck, and he was just flying, going in between traffic, and all the time he had one of those bubble vests on. You know, best. It's the middle of summer, no shirt. You know what I mean? And I was like, who, who is this guy? Like, what do you, you know what I mean? You're, you're like a sweaty Jeff Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but we hit it off immediately. I mean, Rob, Rob's always 100% on anything. So, um, always fun to be around. Oh, yeah. You shout out Rob Z. Um, well, I think, um, I think we've kept it for a while, so I think we'll go to the other section. But before we let you go, I just want to say thank you. And um, do you have any shout outs, last last words, uh, parting things to say? Austin erased me here. That's, yeah. well, how the hell did that happen? Uh, well, I'm replacing double. <laughs> Why replacing is this what I wanted to say? There's always something that's going on here. <laughs> well, yeah. you, must have, you must have pressed a button to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think I pressed a button, but. We'll we'll leave it on uh, Micah for now. When we finish this, <laughs> oh yeah, I always uh, I wanted to say um, yeah, of course, thank yous to my both my parents. They're very supportive, and um, my mom actually told me don't get a job until you have to. She was one of those kind of moms, and my dad too. They were just great. My brother, of course, all my friends, my wife, and my family. Um, yeah, and just. You know, especially like people like uh, I guess you know you'd really want to think like Drew Backrack and John Elliott, um, you know, and I don't know, you know, it's yeah, it's it's crazy to think of, you know, it's I was I was blessed, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Hell yeah! I guess I'll switch off between here and here for now, <laughs> but Mike, yeah, the man, thank you so much for for joining us on the show. Don't go anywhere. We're gonna. Uh, do the Patreon video. Everyone in the live chat, thank you for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. Yeah, go for it. And uh, for everyone on our Patreon, stay tuned. In a couple of days, we're going to have this section commentary with Micah up soon. So we'll see you on the next one. Later, everyone.